0: Blob Talk Radio.
1: Gullah Geechee Nation, so glad that honor the dean, those of wherever I want to be, and son of the two need one more game to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This year, the queen quit, head upon the body of the Gullah Gee Nation, and the hostess of this year, Gullah Geechee Rhythm real Station. So glad I we'll be back here, willing to keep up to living legacy, and pay ancestral homage. So this evening, we the pay ancestral homage to had on the children, yet even the voice of the late, great, Bertha Chippy Hill, the singing some cold rainy day i know plenty of 100 children probably never yet have full now because it come out in 1930. well we want dedicate this your program as we continue the celebration of oman house 3rd month right here on gully geechee radio and this year's show sponsored by the gully Sea island coalition so we're so glad that 100 children are there with me you can always reach me at dot. So it's so great to show you them for going on the celebration of the Gullah Gitchi Oman and thing like that, eh? Because plenty of people gonna know, say, March was the month, not So we have to a, a know who the be and what a going on and how the Gullah Gitchi Oman live your life. So show you need. I'm a great deal while the world, woman I just learned about just over the summer. True, we Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan and take a with at today. And one you can always find at Gullah Nation on Facebook. And if one of the diddy on Instagram or one of the diddy on Twitter, we're at Gulla And that's G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. Or just find we on Facebook and fan with you. we make them all but have we way to 12,000 and, and things. So we're so glad that hundred children that support me and rather us that yeah this shall show what a we show. Well we know we want all the hundred children for get on standing for who we be. Not just a no, even who been a mix, we story long time four years all again. So that's why this share even we want to get this program too. They gotta get you on sound in his soul. Because these are the songs I sing city evening when we did it to the Penn School, Prizel hall, and the elders are thinking about the kind of from this I'm going to tell you, children, we're shouting to shout i see some of this show coming up on YouTube TV this week. But if it's such a blessing for to be there with plenty of elders and thinking about, well, raise me up your puns and tell now. This is what we get getting singing, boys. With me, yet that spiritual and thing what we ancestors ever make, the same song what now South Carolina state music and thing like that. Now today, we got chilling like who you Yet about last week? Pun we show Tamar Lee and a Tree Bush and all that kind of chillin'. What a tick on evolving and write new ones thing down. But sometimes. We need to celebrate all these other kind of wives. Other the rest of the music for all the rest of the players. And to celebrate what we had, right here, or who grew from the root, right here. So that why. For we story, I'm so glad that we find things been a shared thing. Just like been a shared dedication every day on Twitter, every day on Facebook, this year month, uh, to get your month. the other rest the day, we going on and Hosted. Well, one we thank to share with we, a gentleman that was born March 1905, two days ago, if any but and that owner, Butter Hill. So for all the 100 children without you all around the world, they get me and things like that. I want 100 for to know who she is. So I'm going to speak this way, so you can be very clear that you would truly get some honor and standing. Now, many of the music enthusiasts, especially if you are into jazz music, you are probably quite familiar with Bertha Chippy Hill. But I was not familiar with Bertha Chippy Hill. I'm familiar with someone who sang with, Louis Armstrong. But I thought it not robbery to share her story with you, and I thought it divine order. That where there was going to be this coming out during the Mardi Gras of a suit bearing my image that paid homage or homage some would say to the Gullah Geachian Nation. It rained. Here it was that's for Soul Sunday, yeah, they, in New Orleans it rained. Here it is that today, and this podcast is going on. It is a cool. Rainy Day. So that's why out of this catalog music that I've now come to discover of the works of Bertha Chippy Hill with that Louis Armstrong, I wanted to to open the show. And y'all might say, well, why focus on this particular jazz artist? Just because she was born March 15th, which is, you know, then Women's Her Story Month. Why focus on her? I'm focused on her because she actually is a native Gullah Geechee, and many people probably are not aware of that, just like with many other Gullah Geechee's that we have told you about our story on this broadcast. There are people that migrated and they moved the region or their parents migrated and took them away as young children from this region, and therefore, people will attribute their success to the places where they ended grown up or where they went to once they became adults or once they became well-known in the artistic arena. But they do not talk about the roots of that person's life. So no doubt, Bertha Chippy Hill like me was born into a community of song, a community of music, and that is why she was so inspired to begin her career. Now, she wasn't an only child by any stretch of the imagination. When Bertha Hill was born in Charleston, South Carolina, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, in 1905, she was one of 16, One. Y'all heard the number correct. One, six sixteen had a killer, okay? She was one in the number. So I could only imagine the types of things that had to go on in a household when you come in a group and you add to that group and it becomes 16, all right? Now, in 1915, so when she was 10, her family moved to New York. It was... Not long after that, truly not long after that, that she started being a dancer. Now, I know some of y'all ready to, like, you know, cut off broadcast and everything. I say this, but it was 1919, do the math, or how old she was, when she started working with the late, great Ethel Waters, right, at four years old, teenager, where you all had no business to be out the house. But the truth is that many of our people who live in urban environments, especially in Harlem, and many of you who are on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, you saw the clip from BronxNet on... Our brother Jazzy Day, who's a native of Beaufort County, and you heard him talk about his parents being in Harlem and then moving to the Bronx, his lifestyle there. Well, many of our people who lived in New York City will tell you they either were or they ended up having rich key kids. So here it is. We don't have all the background story and Sister Bertha Chippy Hill, God rest her soul, is not here to tell it all to us. However, There was a different time back then. But at age 14, a lot of people were married back then. So we might try to put it in the context of today, but you got to think about the context of back then, and you got to think about the context of 16 children to keep up with in Harlem. So at age 14, there was a place called Leroy's, which was a nightclub up in Harlem. So when... Bertha Hill came to start being called Chippy, all right? They nicknamed her Chippy as she started hanging around at Leroy's and being a dancer for Ethel Waters. Now many of you all know last week we talked about Black Bottom with the EP from Tamara Khali and make sure that y'all still go ahead and support her campaign. If you didn't hear last week's broadcast, just go back in our archives and pull that up and also go over and contribute to her fundraiser that is going on. Well, I bring that up because Bertha Hill performed Ma Rainey, and if anyone lived in New York City or frequented New York to go to Broadway productions and off-Broadway plays, you may be familiar with the play Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So it's kind of an interesting thread here of the connection between the Gullah Gimichie soul and his songs. So she performed with Ma Rainey as part of what they then had called the Rabbit Foot Minstrels before she started on song and dance act and she started touring herself in the early 1920s. All right. So you are talking about being out here very similar to the Beach Lady, My and Vets, God rest her soul, our safe ancestor. It was one of the original original Wisdom Circle Count's elders, members, and represented Florida in the Gullah Geechee Nation. She was an opera diva, and she went all over Europe touring and dancing and singing opera. She did the buzz. As a dancer myself, she often she show me things with the buzzer lopin. She would often, I love to have her watch my dances because she would, in essence, critique them, but in a very positive and uplifting way. It was never a, oh, you shouldn't do that again. Or, oh, this doesn't look right. Because she had been a trained dancer, and I'm a self-taught dancer. It was always something that she said this say, <laughs> That move you did, whoa! Or oh, this outfit right here, this outfit right here. You you always wear this, always wear this with that. You don't care when you do that dance, you got to wear this. And I will never get presenting a tribute to the Beach Lady down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and dancing. And that was the last time I had an opportunity to dance for or with her. And so here it is that when we start looking back over time at the songs that emitted from the souls of Gullah Geechee women, they started off with calls and responses from the bush and the brush that were reminiscent of those calls and chants of the motherland that were utilized in the bush there as gathered herbs and as we prepared foods for the family and as we got together in the bush life at Tincarata and Otteras Islands and how we would come together around the drum, how we could come together around the fire, how we could come together on the porch of the piazza and there would be a song, there would be a dance, there would be a rhythm that would yit keep our hearts beating in the midst of segregation, in the midst of the violation of our rights, in the midst of attempting to keep your family together as people try to kidnap them and place them into bondage. So when you hear the songs emitted from sisters' souls and you feel it, then we know you've connected. If you try to intellectualize it, You'll never fully receive the message that comes from the black bottom, but the bottom hearts, the bottom of souls, the bottom part of the tears streaming down faces, that although they love to be with family, they need to travel, they might need to go off and dance, they might need to go out on the circuit, because they can make money, they can send back home. To keep the land on, send back to daddy, mama, them, to care, the rest of the children, purchasing the clothing, the shoes while on the road, being at home, sending it home, making sure that everybody was dressed all right, living all right, doing all right, and then coming back home to the land. So here is that we had folks like the Beach Lake get a chance to come back home. I'm in the process of learning the birth of Chippy Hill. So I can say that I yet have the evidence she came back home to Charleston. But she settled in Chicago in about 1925, off of the circuit where she had been touring and dancing. And she worked at numerous venues there. I know folks from Chicago might know about King Oliver's Jazz Band. She would work different places with them. Then in 1925 is when she started backing up Louis Armstrong. And many of you who are really the ethnomusicologists and musicologists tune in tonight, you will be familiar with P.S. Richard F. Jones. You might even be familiar with some of the songs that they did together, Louis Armstrong and Chippy Hill and Richard Jones, like Pratt City Blues, Lowland Blues, Kid Man Blues, that yeah, Georgia Man, Trouble in Mind. And very interesting to me, she had a song called Georgia Man that I can't wait to play when the show is over, that she had a song called Lowland Blues. And Lowland Blues would make me feel like that was a song that made her think of home, made her think of Charleston, you see. And so here it is that when we start to feel that we've even gotten away from some things, they still come back up in your soul, come back up in your spirit, come back up in your mind. We had in mind when they sang Trouble in Mind. They sing a spiritual called Trouble in My Way. And so some of y'all might have heard before, Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. I have to cry sometimes. So much trouble. Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. I have to cry sometimes. I lay awake at night. Lay awake at night. But that's all
2: Because
1: right,
0: I know that Jesus, Jesus, he will. Fix it after
1: a while, after a while. Again, a call and response song. A song that takes the trouble in mind into the church and to the altar to leave it there. Many of the folks that came out of the church, the sounds of the church, took some of the cadence and the rhythms of the church, took words and altered them and took them on the Vaudeville Circus, took, it, sir, took them out in the Circuit as well. And here it is that you could take trouble in my way and find a way to get rid of it, or you can continue to have trouble in mine as you put these joints in these clubs from south to north, north to south. Again, possibly working these things to work our way to survive and keep the family alive. So here it is that she recorded also with Lonnie Jensen. She did songs with them like Hard Time Blues and Where My Blues, Tell Me Why, Way Blue. Then she started working in the Tampa Red Bull, Hard Time Blues, Christmas Man Blues. And she worked also with Scrapper, Blackwell, Two Boys, and Leroy Carr with the song Non-Skid Tread. So she recorded 23 titles between 1925 and 1929. All right, It's not like today. We got a computer at home, and every other person that feels they can sing a little, play a little piano, comes up with a CD, or as they call it now, even a mixtape. You are talking about having to go into studios. You're talking about having to have enough talent that someone wants to invest in you, or having the money to go in and try to invest yourself, recording this level of material in a four year span of time, 23 titles, and 93rd. She retired. I said, well, okay, what's with this for 1925 when she was in Chicago off the road just up 1929? What happened? Well, she had seven churns. Somehow, in the midst of all this bunch of singing and can on, some other can on going on, because she retired in 1930 to raise seven churn came from a household of 16, had seven herself. She then decided, I guess the children was there, at least some of them was running of the- working for herself, that she was going to make a comeback. So she came in 1946 with lovely Austin blues serenaders, and she recorded on the Rudy Bless Circle label at that point, not the Okay. Uh, label anymore and she started doing things on the radio and clubs and concerts in New York City in 1948 she did do a show at Carnegie Hall with Kid Ory, and she also sang at Paris Jazz Festival and worked on holds in Chicago so she came back in 1950 again but in 1950 at the age of 45 while she was in New York she got hit by a car and got killed there and so she's now buried in the Lincoln Cemetery of all the places on Blue Island in Cook County Illinois so even though her body didn't make it back home to Charleston her body did to another island Another place still, no doubt, where the waters flowed into her soul like sheets of musical notes where she could still pen this energy and share it. I'm sure it's out there on ethos. And it is truly a blessing that we have an opportunity during Women's History Month to learn of Bertha Chippy Hill. And we definitely pray to her soul repeatedly. I'm going to be looking for me a copy of Lowland Blues, especially, to have in the Gullah Geechee al Archive. Because as most of you know, this is also Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month. We have a number of students here. We have folks here right now from UC Berkeley, from Guilford College, and from the University of North Florida. And I want to thank them for all the work that they have already done in supporting the Gullah Geechee Coalition's work of having this radio broadcast, but also having the only archive in the world totally dedicated to Gullah Geechee history, 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 culture, and the continuation of our tradition. And that archive is here on St. Helena Island this cold, rainy night. And so this story of Bertha Hill will be our God. And we want to also put images of her and songs of hers with this collection now. That we know that yet here was another one of our own. I would love to know if anyone from the orphanage in Charleston ever had an opportunity to meet her. Because the dance, the Charleston also came from Jenkins' Orphanage here in Charleston and the bottom, all right? And that bottom connection, again, went and took it all the way to the top, each time heading to New York City. Imagine that there's a Gulligichi Geechee, Hall. I've been blessed to form Lincoln Hall and most of the major theatrical spaces in New York City. And I know what it feels like to be on those stages, especially when you have an opportunity to use your voice to uplift other people. So it is a blessing that our ancestors had the voice to uplift people through the spirituals and through the journey of the search. Also, not only traveling north with them, but traveling back into the deep south, into the bottoms to march people out to freedom. And so this night, I cannot, not to mention someone who has been mentioned on air was in previous Women's Her Story Month. And the reason I choose to mention her tonight is because I feel that her voice speaking to us when we did the fellowship at Angel Oak of that day. Many of you who watch Gullah Geechee TV, the episode from that celebration, if you have not yet done so, you can always go to www.gulagichi.tv or you can go to YouTube and type in Quet Angel Oak and you will see their fellowship at Angel Oak come up. Well, The reason I want to mention that now and mention the woman I'm about to once again air is for a couple of reasons. One, because we did just close on the final 18 acres surrounding the angel oak tree on John's Island. Multi-millions of dollars have now been invested in forever preserving and protecting the angel oak to the best of our ability. Thank God for the angels that take like that today. And may it fly around John's Island and chill out what it is today and all the family, God. Thank you, y'all. Yeah? And so I want to thank all my listeners, all our Gullah Nation Facebook fans, all our Gullah Geechee folks on Twitter and our followers and our friends and our supporters of their social media around the world. Thought it not, Robert, give a dollar, $5, $10, 20 100 a $1,000. All the companies that gave hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to help us protect that tree where Mama Steffi, Septima Poitset Clark, sat beneath, shouted beneath, worked beneath. Wanted place and a space for the children to keep the wine to the tree. Septima Poinsett Clark was critical during the civil rights movement. She started Freedom School on John's Island, south line here in the Gullah Geechee Nation in Charleston County. Mama Septia, she's known. We now have the Septima Poinsett Clark Fountain at Liberty Square or Rival Square which is right where we will be building the International African American Museum in Charleston, right where we have the Gullah Geechee Nation International American Movement Festival each and every year. You can walk to the fountain and then over to where the stage is. And you can always go to www.gullahgeechee.info to learn more about the festival. It will be the first weekend of August this year. Mama Seppi spirit. It is with us, that spirit of freedom. She took the time out to teach people literacy, to teach how to read the Constitution of the United States, to analyze it, to discuss this, only so they have a right to go in there and have no one make it so I couldn't get a voter registration card. She worked to make sure that our people knew they truly had the right to the truth tr- life. So we honor her by having the Angel Oak tree be protected for the future generations. I am sure she shouting underneath that tree. I'm sure she did when she saw the it dry right on the transfer the transfer of title for that property. So it is a blessed time for us story month and to be able to celebrate her because we celebrate her continuing to live out a legacy of education and freedom which is what she wanted for her people and just like Brother Chippy Hill September Point said Clark was born in Charleston, South Carolina in the Gullah Geechee Nation she was born before Sister Hill she was born on May 3rd, 1898 so we are talking about during the reconstruction or we had not even we are talking about early years of our people being landowners, one generation generally out of enslavement at that point. Her father's name was Peter Poinsett. mother's name was Victoria Warren Anderson. Now, she, too, was of what many would say is a large family. She was second child out of eight to be born. She started working in 1916. She, of course, was 18 at that point, not as young as Sister Hill was when she started going out there. She got her first job on Johns Island where she was one of two teachers at a black school, a quote-unquote Negro school, two teachers in a school with 132 students. Now, y'all talking stuff today about overcrowding and overcrowding being an issue for why teachers can't educate children properly and all of this. And you're telling me that a room with 30 children or 40 children is overcrowded. Think again. Do the math. Two teachers are 132 students from first grade to eighth grade level students. And you are the teachers. You and one other somebody, 132, she also then, because she loved education, because she loved her community, because she loved her people, proceeded not to work during the day, but to work in the evening, the weekends that she had to, and started to be involved with adult education. And many of you, once again, if you read our blog at GullahGeecheeNation.com, you've seen the articles about the Progressive Club. If you watch Gullah Geechee TV, you have seen when we were there for the market unveiling at the Progressive Club, and you would know then that some of these classes for the Freedom School, that's where they were taught, and they taught adult education at the Progress Club on John South, Charleston County, South Carolina, in Gullah Geechee Nation. So in 1918, Two years after she got the job, she left John Zala to teach and to campaign for law to our teachers in the Charleston public schools. Now, let's they all say, "Well, wait a minute! I thought she represented the school." No, many of the schools that initially started were not public schools. Those schools that are called the one-room schoolhouses in many cases were founded by and maintained through donations from benefactors that wanted to see our people progress throughout the Nation we had many one room school houses, some of which were run wall schools, but not all of them. On Saint Helena Island we had McDonald's school. That was Low Town and McDonald family gave money for that school that we called Frogmore school. All right. And then we also had a Rosenwald school which was another part of the island which now exists at story Penn School campus, but Penn School was a missionary school that was founded by Laura Ellen Murray, who were Anglo women who were part of the AMA. All right. So we later had Charlotte Fortin who came from the North and came down, which was the first black or quote Negro teacher at the Penn School with the first trade agricultural and normal school for freedmen and all the United States of America. And here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. It still stands. The institution built by the students still stands. And I took my students that are here to do community service learning and community engagement there today. I took another step last Monday. And I will continue to take, folks, because it's critical for us to understand that journey of education from the 1740 Slave Codes where we would have banned from reading and writing to an era where you have someone born to be a teacher, like Septima Poinsett Clark. It is a powerful thing to look at the dynamics or the trajectory of what took place over that period of time. So now in 1920, the law that the Septima Point Set Clark fought for was passed. And in that same year, this is when Septima Poincet married Mary Claw. That's how she came, Septima Poincet Claw. Now, the husband was a Navy cook. The husband, unfortunately, passed away of something that we still have to deal with in our communities, kidney failure. Now, having too many people with kidney problems and other problems that are almost a trifecta because of diet, lack of exercise, lack of going outside, barking, shouting, going in the field, going in the creek, doing things that move your body, that burn up those calories that burn out and sweat out the toxins that the body is still retaining, overworking parts of the body that cause them, and feelings down on you after a minute. Fortunately, we had folks that didn't fail us and shut down on us. That even after her husband passed away, she didn't just go on to funk and stop it and stop her work or say, Oh, Lord, it was me. The child, Victoria, who died at the age of one month old. And then she had a son, Neri, all right, like the father's name. And so, she could have said, well, with all this death, with all this child tribulation, I can't do no more. But then how was she going to eat? Was she going to survive? How was her community going to be up alive? So she did not stop working. She actually became a teacher in Columbia, South Carolina. That's when she joined the NAACP, National Association for the Advancement of the Colored People. She then started to work with Thurgood Marshall, the first black Supreme Court justice of the United States, because she wanted equalization of teachers' salaries, that if white women were getting paid a certain thing, the black women should be paid the same thing. Women still need to get paid men get paid. And this is women's her story month. Might as well tell the truth and shame the devil. That is still a global issue, that women are paid for the same job, and sometimes the women are more degreed, more experienced in years in that field, because by virtue of their gender, they pay less. And here it is. She kept going, not just educating others, but educating herself. She decided to go on to college and get a bachelor's degree. She ended up going to the HBCU Benedict College in Columbia. In 1942, she got the bachelor's degree. In 1946, she got a master's degree from Hampton Institute in Virginia, another HBCU. She then went on. She was a public teacher. She finally could go into the schools that she fought to get into, for others to get in and have work. And she was there in 1956 why was she leaving in 1950s? It was not of her own volition. It was because she would not now disavow her membership in the I know some of all are doing right now. Well, I've disavowed my own one. I know, I know we got issues with that right now because they're not advancing the black people. The, you know, they do the colors. So here it is. That she was told because the NWAP and its early inception was considered a record group. And they were. They were doing cutting edge things. They were doing leadership things, not coming in the back end of certain issues or taking the issues that are a little less hot to touch. You see, like human rights, for instance. So here it is. She refused to deny her leadership in the organization because they wanted her out of the school district of South London. She went up to Tennessee. She helped start the citizenship schools of Highlander. And this is where black adults, Negro adults, our folks could learn to be literate and be prepared for their votes. So and we could we go into a whole history of Highlander, but i just challenge you tonight to Google or Bing Highlander in Tennessee and start to see what they went through to have a place for interracial gatherings and educational training. And here it is. This woman from Johns Island, strong enough to stand up in the face of the injustice, and still continue to fight for just this mom, this widower, this fighter. September so said clock. She continued in the 60s to work with SLC, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, and she was very close with Dr. Martin King Jr. She stopped with that work finally in nineteen seventy. And she fought and won reinstatement of her teaching pension. And got back pay or no less from all the way back to 1956 when they got out. I know some of y'all thinking, Wow, can I go back and sue a job that he go back in 1956 or just in 1986 or ninety six or 2006 and get back pay? So you talk about a fighter, knew her rights, stood for her rights, did not relinquish her rights to anyone. When we say, and ain't I a woman like Sojourner Truth, I say this year, be a lady, a woman, a weir-ass. From 76 to 83, 1976, 1978 to 1983, she, the people in St. Juan, served the first black woman first Gullah Geechee almost, grandmother of the civil rights movement, and even some might call her the queen mother of the civil rights movement, like the I'm the queen mother of the Gullah Geechee Human Rights Movement. So we honor her. She's a sacred ancestor of ours here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And she sang those spirituals at the Progressive Club during the marches they had to keep her head up. During her battles with all of these folks, they wanted to deny her, her right to the tree of life, her right to be vocal, her right to vote, her right to holding a job, her right to her education, her right to teach others to be educated. She sung the spiritual, she mocked. So the one thing we did right was the day we started to fight, keep your eyes on the prize a whole long take from the spiritual, keep on our hand from the plow and hold on. So we have to keep plowing. We have to keep on trenching it out. We have to keep dredging it out as many will get a hard rope for hole and things like that. But when we the grind through these kind of things, we ain't did it by we don't sell. Big daddy, mama, them, to look upon We right now. We see what I want to do. I want to be one of the big fish and nail on the leaf fish. I want to be the one that I let it chill for no. Say, empty sack to stand up right now. You know I mean? Now if you get the soccer, where you going? To it and put in them. the thing. The night words each one each one come to mind by our fans sharing a birth of Hill. Now I want to share with you. We, right here in lowland, this low country, the Galagicha Nation, from Jacksonville, North in Jacksonville, Florida. And the way we will come, as God teaches you is keeping us strong in our souls. There is a blessedness in knowing that we are still singing. That we can sing and sing out pain and sing in joy. That we can bring up those that are down through a song. One day after the next day after the next day for two weeks straight, non-stop going between students and presentations and anybody who's on my Facebook fan page, y'all can attest to this, of uh, the photographs, the videos, the various things that are coming up day to day and in the different locations. On the- road after a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour nap to get on the road at 8 a.m., end up in Savannah, Georgia, to end up back on St. Helena Island by 6.30 a.m., 7.30 a.m., to then end up getting up again after another two-hour nap to head out to do a tour with foot on this rainy, cold day on the sea island, then you know it's something to want to uplift you it took something to want to keep the spirit up and keep the spirit high and it seemed like i plugged in to an energy source when we got out there around that praise house and i started singing chili jordan and it feels like ancestors have been crossing that chili jordan coming back on the shoreline just to shout with me this your omen her story must and it's a blessing for all of you who have been with us through this celebratory journey. Because we have another year coming up on April the 1st and then also on the weekend following, the Septima Point Set called Freedom School folks will once again have the Tunis Campbell celebration in Brunswick, Georgia. And we're going to also have a Gullah Geechee weekend that's going to be coming up in April in Georgia. Continue to tweet. We're going to continue to post. Y'all get all the information of where to be on April 1st and where to be on April 5th and 6th down in Brunswick, Georgia. And also where we'll be coming up for our celebration with the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Committee of Northeast Florida as we enter into April as well. Because this journey we are taking is that journey where our hands are still upon the plow and surely pulling on. Our eyes are still on the Human Rights Freedom Prize and is blessed to sing and shout with people still marching up King Highway to freedom. So this evening, if you have something that you want to share that's coming up in the Gullah Nation, you have some questions, we're going to open up the phone line. I want to thank everybody who's been in the chat room, folks that just entered the chat room and then fell off from that room. I know that many of the folks are listening in through the Gullah Facebook links, or you listen right in from Twitter. So we appreciate it, and we definitely appreciate all of you who go to iTunes and download these podcasts, share them with family and friends, and use the teaching tools in the classroom. So we always want to have that opportunity where we can also dialogue with you. And we know that there's someone holding on the phone line. I don't know if you meant to, but your number is blocked. And if you want to call that in to us, our phone line is 347-324-3903, 347-3439. Zero three, and so if you definitely have any questions or such and you want to have a question answered or you have something to share in regard to women's her story, please feel free to do so again and that's three four seven three two four three nine zero three and at any time you can always email us to g u l l g e o l dot com go at AOL.com. And we always appreciate the various emails that we get about the broadcast and how it's inspiring you, how you can use it, how you can share it. And so we definitely want to hear from you some more. And of course, again, you can always find us at gullagee.net, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-P-A-E-E dot N-E-T. One street, 884, How Hunter B. going on? Red King, what going on? That's a
3: bunch of greetings, Queen Quit. That was me on the line. I was listening to the other one. I had the phone on, and I forgot to take the the block <laughs> to come in, so I had to call back in because I was like, I, I, I know I'm, I was listening, I had it on speaker and everything. How is everything going?
1: Oh, everything is physically <laughs> blessed around here. And, uh, and <laughs> even today, you know, and, and you ain't me on because we had all of our wonderful sun catchers out in the Gullah Geechee garden and they said it wasn't rain. You up about some people were snatching them on inside the building. <laughs> and, and, and even wonderful sea creatures that you made, I wasn't about to let them get in the water. So. Or, so uh, <laughs> They are in the archives, so it's a blessing to hear your voice and to know that you've been tuned in, because I know you are a singer also, and I know you yes. are also a history buff and a music enthusiast. So were you familiar with Bertha Chippie Hill?
3: I heard the name before a couple of times, and I want to research this more, and I'm going to ask my aunt if she knows <laughs>
2: right, because, right. you know,
3: yeah, my aunt was in my grandmother's singing they would sing group in the forties and in Harlem and everything. So if I don't yes. know somebody I'll ask, Oh yeah, they would they used to perform dot 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 and she'll give me the whole info behind them. But the name sounds really familiar. So I'm gonna definitely look it up because 'cause I'm always learning something new from this show and anytime time I get some other musician that's, you know, not got there just due. They they could have been very known regionally and outside, other people don't know who they are and then discover them later and go, Wow, why why weren't they known, you know? <laughs>
1: Right, exactly, and that was the thing that really struck me was when all of a sudden one of our fans on Facebook the other night posted stuff, and that's what I love about my fans, these well-educated folks there, and they're more inspired, you know, by broadcast. They're looking up stuff now and sharing it, you know, for Mm. dialogue so when someone posted, I said, wow, who's this lady? Because this beautiful image. And many of you, mm-hmm. if you're looking at our blog, you see her photograph. And I said, who is yeah. that? Because she looked like people' grandmama and stuff down here. And so when yeah. I started and I said, wow, Bertha Chimpy Hill, born in Charleston. I talked about and so it is outstanding, and I thought it was divine order, literally pun intended, with Divine Prince being the one that uh, did the masking and the suit with me on it. That here yes. it is, in the, you know, in the midst of yes. our Sunday celebration here, we have a Gullah Geechee who sang with Louis Armstrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? And I don't know oh, that wow. many of our people know that. Um, at Mm -hmm. all or know of her at all but definitely know who's gonna help me spread the word about her now that we both know and we've been
3: enlightened yeah yeah Yeah, because there's so many people that go and people don't understand like New York and the tri-state area there are people that are widely known in that area big time and you step outside and other people might know who they are may not but it's just it's just a whole nother world
1: It is. It is. And, you know, they say every every fish prays on own pond every frog prays their own pond. And so, you know, <laughs> here we go again that even when people are known in places like yes. New York, yep. and that yep. fish takes ownership of that person. So, yes, you know, I'm sure people in Harlem will say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but then people yep. down south here I may mean, not know not they might say I know your family but I know she been famous like that you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, like okay what you know so definitely yeah. it's so critical that we continue to really unveil for folks yeah. our story and so I always appreciate you tuning in and sharing because I know you just be chopping at the bit behind me when I get off the air so you can start sharing it all over your channel <laughs> <y'all> <everything. laughs> Yes, <laughs> but I had to
3: call in to make sure because I said i got to block myself for class cause I've gotten the past few in archives and I was listening and, and I just said, oh, let me just listen in today and just sit back because I'm always learning something from here about some new person in history, so I definitely had to call in and, and, and say hello, and, and especially with the past few postings of the events going on, you know, on Facebook and everything that you posted, so... Yeah. I'm present. Yeah. I want to make sure I get my grade. <laughs> hey, you,
1: you are all right. You are all right. You good. I saw you sitting in my class. I saw you tonight. So you good? Okay, good. Because I
3: was like, I had to pop out. I'm like, I know I was gonna be walking around, and I just wanted to listen in. But, but yeah, yeah. I just I always, I always, you know, especially with September P. Clark. I know you've given a lot of. I mean, anybody who's listened to your show over the years knows that's one person that you just you you prompt and put forward, and among yeah. others. And nobody can uh, really get enough of that from here. You know, what I mean, that's, that's one person I've gotten to, and I, I've I've learned to share information about September V Clark through here. And you know, it's amazing because now people go, well, I I didn't know much about her. I've kind of heard a little, but I'm like, oh no no, I I can give you some archives and I can give you some links. <laughs> and, and they go, well wait a minute. And I always say she and I, I I'm not going to and uh, this is not to diminish what the so-called civil rights Wives were, but there were so many women at the forefront, like September P. Clark, Fannie Lou right. Hamer, uh, Mary Church right. all these women that were forefront, and they pushed them to the back. It's funny, and it's not diminishing people like Coretta Scott King or right. you know Merle Evans. Right. But these women were what you call or equivalent to the men, even with the Ida B. Wells Barnett. And these people, like September P. Clark, that said, "Hey, we're 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 separate. We're on our own. Not not separate from the people, but." We stand on our own. You know, we're not yes. just second fiddle. And it, it, right. it seems to me that they want a prompt and this is your place over here. See, they don't want the queen quits. They don't want the real, the, <laughs> the real. Right forefront people to be there they want to put the and and, and that's what I always disappoints when when people don't talk about these women that were the forefront or like mary ellen pleasant out in, in uh, california yeah, yeah. the, the fore mother of the civil rights in the 1800s so yeah. one thing is when i when they start to see and a few historians well i never heard september p clock i'm like well i learned about her through queen quet show and let me show you some links yeah. and some information and they go wow I didn't realize what? this was this rich in South Carolina. I was like, oh, yeah, and and Martin Luther King was there, in the, the, yeah, in, in South Carolina, too.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And and definitely, you know, we're going to pick right on that. We kind of winding down on time, but we're going to be picking right up on that some more because, you know, as we continue <laughs> this commemoration of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, a lot of folks are surfacing now, you know, Uh-oh. but a lot of our story has yet to surface yep. because of yep. what you said about kind of background and even tonight date. I talked to the students about how right here, St. Helena Island, its critical role in the civil rights movement is not Mm -hmm. put forward. You see, Mm -hmm. people did not realize that the Poor People's Campaign and March on Washington and all these things are actually planned right here on St. Helena Island, South Carolina, in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and them Gullah Geechee on the planning. You understand? Mm -hmm. And So definitely it is a blessing to have folks like you mentioning that and saying how valuable it is that they share, And so we definitely appreciate you, and we appreciate you sharing what we share. Mm-hmm. With yeah. Many you know. <laughs> as, as time goes on. So definitely I wish you peace and blessings and abundance. And everybody wants to know I'm getting more mini-catches, so I'm going to let you go so you can get back to work. <laughs> yes, I will. <would. laughs> <laughs> yes, I
3: will. Peace and
1: abundance. Many blessings <laughs> to you. And so definitely this is why this show is so critical. This is why I do show Win or Shine and so that we can continue to share our story. And so definitely I thank you all for taking this journey for this show. Oman heart Month. and like that as we celebrate who we be down here in this land. We be gonna get and people. Peace and blessings on the children. Going on and enjoy inside. side. I put this cool Thank you.
2: Thank you.